from the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Daytona Beach, Florida. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint Week 12 National Football League Thanksgiving weekend. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It is Sunday, 25th of November. Um, we're joined, obviously, by Luke Morrow, host of the Morrow Morning Radio Show on ESPN Radio in Charleston, South Carolina. When you get back on the air tomorrow, Luke, will you mention the, the, the Tiger Phil pay-per-view fiasco? Yeah, absolutely. I talked about it on uh, my last show on Wednesday. It wasn't on the air Thursday about it because of the holiday. Um, but yeah, I talked about it a little bit on Wednesday, and we'll certainly uh, cover it tomorrow as well a little bit. I never got the phone call to come on the show Wednesday. Well, you can come on tomorrow if you like. I will happily come on the show tomorrow. All right, perfect. Just book me, and I'll you know uh, have 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 your have your have your booking people call me. Perfect. My people will call your people. Okay. My yes, I have four agents, so you better call the right one. Okay. Well, we'll try. We'll try to get it figured out before the morning. Um. <laughs> uh, when you look at the slate of Thanksgiving games, um, none of which were very close. Well, I mean, Chicago-Detroit ended up close, um, which is not the result you wanted, obviously. Um, but Dallas ekes it out. All right, well, sorry, two of them were close, and then the Saints game is a bunch of garbage time. Um, as you can tell, I did not watch a lot of the first two games. Um <laughs> We've got Chicago 23-16, Dallas 31-23, and then, and then the Saints just keep rolling, and it looks like we're headed towards a Rams-NFC championship game, which whenever you say that during Week 12 backfires. Um, what's your takeaway from Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, the games weren't... Um, I, I honestly thought on paper it was a pretty good slate heading in, at least the week prior. Yeah. The Falcons got... Uh, they lost the week... The, the last Sunday, essentially ending their season, and then they played terrible against the Saints. And of course, then you have the backup quarterbacks in the other two games, which hurt things. But um, I, I, I kind of saw things going all the opposite directions. I actually thought the Lions would be able to win at home on Thanksgiving. Matt Stafford didn't play very well. Uh, I thought the Redskins or Colt, I thought Colt McCoy would play well enough in his home state that the Redskins could win in Dallas or at least keep it a little bit closer. And that didn't happen. He didn't play well. The Cowboys continued to roll. And I thought the Falcons could at least keep it competitive. And they were terrible. I think they're the biggest disappointment this year. I don't care about all the entries on defense. Uh, and the Saints just continue to roll. So I, I, I was expecting actually better football than we got that day. And when I look at the schedule today, it's kind of similar, right? where I don't think the games today are all th that great, unlike what we had, what I think was a week ago. So we'll see what Sunday brings. But, you know, you sit there, you watch the football all day, you eat some food, and you just hope for, in this case, some better games than I think what we got. Yeah, all right. So speaking of better games, we start with obviously the game of the day, which is Pats Jets, the battle for AFC supremacy. The winner of this game is probably going to the AFC championship game. I think it's going to be the Jets. I think that they're going to march down the field. You know, they're eight and, and uh, sorry, they're they're nine and two in the season. I'm uh, sorry, nine and one in the season, and and. Um, they're just going to march right down the Patriots. They've got these great wideouts um, who nobody's ever heard of, but they catch passes and, and a four-pronged rushing attack. This is great football today. Oh, yeah, it's uh, thrilling. And I hear uh, with Josh McCown will get the start again. Yes, all right. So in all seriousness, on paper, this should be a romp. 
Um, but I don't know what to expect. This Pats defense is not the this this Pats team in general is not the same Pats team that they've been. No. Josh McCown gets the start. Um, the Jets don't have enough weapons, I think, in total to combat Tom Brady and the Patriots. But this is the same Tom Brady who is questionable. I put that in quotes, Luke. Questionable with knee slash illness. Um, I think. Has every body part of Tom Brady been injured during his career? And I put that in quotes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for, like, the nose issue, you know, like the uh, questionable due to facial injuries to show up on that. I think that's the only part of the body that's not, like, been listed. It's had that mysterious shoulder ailment for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, look, <laughs> the Patriots should win this game, but it's at home for the Jets. The defense, if they can make enough plays, I think can hang in there. And these games tend to be close, and they tend to break Jets fans' hearts. And that's my prediction for today. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 and, and by the way, I mean, we're 3-7. and seven. We're on a huge losing streak. People wanted uh, Tom Todd Bowles, including myself, fired before the bye. It didn't happen, partly because they don't have a good interim coach on the staff. I think says a lot. Um, it's just a disaster, and I think they'll hang close. The line is 11 and a half. I think that's a high line. I think the Jets keep it closer than that, but whatever. Okay, up to 11 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw that 9 and a half, and I thought it was my one of my favorite picks of the week. Maybe I'm giving the Patriots too much credit, but I think they're going to roll to a double-digit victory uh, against the Jets. What probably happens is probably a 31-21 game or a 24-14 game. Um, look, the Jets are just a bleh bunch. That's basically the way it is. Um, speaking of bleh, we have your your five and four one uh, Vikings. Sorry, um, against the Packers four five and one. All right, let let's just go big picture here. You guys tied in your first meeting. Ties are crucially important when it comes to later in the year. But the Bears are eight and three. And that was without Mitchell Trubisky. And he may not play again in the next game, though he's hoping to. Where do you see the NFC North? Where do you see your team fitting in? And where does this game fall in the overall picture for the NFC playoff picture? Yeah, well, this is certainly a big game. I mean, they're all big wrestling for the Vikings. Uh, I, I've said all along, I think the tie to me is just as good as a loss, but I will say that it's, it could help that they have the tie because right now it's with keeping them in that sixth spot for the playoffs because it's the tiebreaker all, over all the other five and five teams. Um, tonight's game is a huge game for the Vikings just to keep pace with the Bears. The Bears are, well, I think, a game and a half of that. The tie screws everything up. It's hard to keep track. But essentially, all the Vikings have to do is be one game better than the Bears between now and when the Bears come to Chicago week 17. And then if you win that game, then the Vikings would be sitting pretty. So it, it, it doesn't look good right now, the way the Bears are playing, the way the Vikings are playing. Bears have a nice little lead. But when you look at it, it's just going to be one game better the rest of the way. So for the Vikings, you almost have to win out or come close to it. Hope the Bears lose one or two games without Trubisky. Hopefully, you know, that helps the cause. And uh, try to keep pace, and then you win Week 17. But in terms of this game with the Packers, uh, the Packers, when you look at things, I-, I figured the Panthers will go about 500. That'd give them 10 wins. If the Vikings just go 500 the rest of the way, that would give them nine wins and would keep them above uh, all the other nine and seven teams because of that tie, which means, long story short, the Packers essentially have to uh, win out, I think, to get to nine wins. 
So for Green Bay to stay in the playoff picture, they need to go into Minnesota win tonight, and they really can't afford maybe one loss the rest of the way uh, to just stay in the, the thick of things. So a huge game for both teams. Vikings can try to essentially eliminate the Packers tonight and keep pace with the Bears. And they're at home, Sunday night football coming off a bad performance last week. Here's a chance to bounce back. They're going to need to do it. It's six games left in the year, Luke. Um, so if if the Packers went out there ten five and one, okay, so then they can probably afford one loss at this point. Correct. Uh, you guys are five four and one, so a uh, winning out would get you to eleven four and one. Okay, yeah. So that's what I mean. So the Vikings really, I I, I would think they can afford still two more losses, and then at maybe nine six and one, you get that final wild card spot. To get into the playoffs. It, it just doesn't seem to me that Chicago is a 13 and 3 team. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to, you know, I think they're, well, obviously their division to lose their first place, and I think they're going to continue to control the division and continue to roll here the rest of the way. Uh, I believe they have an easier schedule than, I think the Vikings have the toughest schedule, if I remember correctly, left for the division. But, um, yeah, you know, the Bears, to me, I, I really don't know how they're doing it. They're kind of doing it the opposite of everybody else. I mean, by playing defense, by running the football, by not asking a ton from the quarterback, I mean, you put in Chase Daniels, and you're still able to win on the road on Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm still not sold on Chicago. They're having a good year, but I don't know how good of a team they are, especially if you were to stack them up against the Rams or the Saints. I, I honestly think that could be a big mismatch. Let's just look at it this way. The Chicago schedule the rest of the way. The, the Giants are playing a lot better, and today against Philly um, is going to tell a lot because it's one of those rivalry games, et cetera, et cetera, and then and Philly's in struggling mightily. Then they face the Rams. They should lose that game. Um, then they face the Packers. The Packers could be in a position where they have to win out. Um, the 49ers are going to win that game. Then that leads to that Vikings game you spoke of. So um, that's that uh, future schedule scenario. And you guys, um, and as the Vikings, have a schedule where obviously you face the Packers tonight, who I think win this football game. Patriots, that's a uber tough game on the road. Seattle's always a tough way to pl- a place to play. Miami, you should win that game. Detroit, Chicago. Um, you should win those last two games because I don't think Chicago can sustain this, but whatever. Yeah, I know. Hey, we'll see. It'll be interesting these last couple of weeks. Like I said, for the Vikings, win tonight and just be one game better than the Bears up until Week 17. That's All right. It's time for a bunch of blue games. We have a AFC South matchup between the Titans and the Texans. Um, if you look at the standings here, Luke, you have a scenario where in the AFC South, the Texans lead the Colts um, and Titans, uh, who are both 5-5. Five and five. And get to the Colts in a second. The Titans um, and Colts play again in Week 17. This is the second battle between the Titans and Texans. The Titans won the first game way back in September 20-17. to 17. Um, in, in this game, Marcus Mariota is still out, so I give the deference to Houston, and I think Houston wins this game. I think Houston's a team that will make the playoffs, lose in the wild card round or the, or the divisional round, depending on where they end up, and um, disappoint people. Yeah, I agree. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they'll make much noise in the playoffs. They've won, what, seven in a row? I mean, they're playing really good football. Yes. But they just... No Bill O'Brien team has gotten over the hump, uh, except when he was with the Patriots. Yeah, well, of course. I don't know how much that has to do with him. So, uh, But, yeah, I 
think they get the win. It, it really depends on which Titans team shows up. I mean, they've been so inconsistent. Whenever they have a big win, it actually sends them into a tailspin. We saw that after they beat the Eagles. They lost to the Pills and lost three in a row. They beat the Patriots. Then they played pretty poorly last week, and I think they'll play, you know, they'll suffer a loss again against the, uh, the Texans. But this is essentially their season, at least for the division, because I believe if they lose uh, tomorrow night, they'll be with the tiebreaker essentially four games out with, what, five games left for the division. So this is essentially for the, the AFC South that's on the line for the Titans against the Texans, but the Texans to me are just a better team, especially without Mariota. So uh, I think this is another one of those ugly performances that we've seen a handful of times from the Titans this year. To the point about the Texans not doing much in the playoffs, they beat the Colts before the Colts started surging, they beat Dallas before Dallas started surging, they beat Buffalo, who's awful, Jacksonville, who's in a sophomore slump but has come on a little bit of late, Miami, who's eh, and the Broncos, who are eh, and then Washington last week, which is probably their most impressive win of the year. Um, but, but, but they got the benefit of Alex Smith getting hurt. So um, inconsistent. You do wonder uh, what the impact of Bob McNair passing away has on that team. Obviously, they want to win for the McNair family, um, which would be a huge emotional boost for those people. The aforementioned Colts face the Dolphins today, a matchup of five and five teams. Some of you will see this game at 425 on the CBS television network. Luke, the Colts have been surging. Andrew Luck hasn't been sacked in something like five straight games. I love the Colts in this game. I love the way Andrew Luck has been playing. He looks healthy. And just like we've always said with Aaron Rodgers and everybody else who's a good quarterback but has poor offensive lines, you know, same with Eli Manning. If you give these guys a chance, they show their true skills. And lo and behold, this is the Andrew Luck we knew and loved early in his career slash Stanford. Absolutely. I know. I hate to keep agreeing with you, but I'm with you. Uh, and I've jumped on the Colts bandwagon here uh, for weeks this year. And uh, we've always been pro-anti-Luck on this show over the years. Um, but uh, as you touched on, I mean, he seems to be healthy now, of course. Uh, they got him a bit of an offensive line. He drafted two guards, and everybody made fun of the Colts for taking offensive linemen, but boy, has it paid off. And they got him a, an offensive head coach, finally, so Chuck Pagano. Uh, and so that's a perfect recipe for somebody like Luck. He's got the rest of the skill set, and he's playing phenomenal. I mean, this is one of the best quarterback seasons. No one really is still. People aren't really talking about it, but this is one of the better quarterback seasons we have seen, to me, in a long time. The numbers he's putting up, especially considering what he's coming off of with that major shoulder surgery. He's been playing great. He's been sacked in five weeks. It's, it's incredible. And I think the Colts get another win. I like them sneaking into the playoffs this year. They're on a roll right now. Um, yeah, they're just absolutely rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, what was the other game that I wanted to talk about? Uh, Panthers-Seahawks, I believe you said. Yes, Panthers-Seahawks. Uh, this is a game of two underperforming teams, I think you could say. Uh, I, I, I don't know who's going to win this game. The Lions, three. It's the home line for Carolina, so it's basically even, and I think it's an even game. on the road this year and the numbers point differential last I looked before I think your last one game was something like you know a better 12 point difference at home compared to on the road uh, in the in the outcome of the game so they're just so much better at home than they are on the road so I think the Panthers get the win Seattle is a similar team that they play much better at home than on the road so for just the home field advantage I think the Panthers they need a win they got, they've lost two straight they haven't played all that well they, they got to get back on the right track I think they do it at home today all right, um, that means we have to get to the end of our radio program, Luke. Aww. Uh, and, and I'm with you. The, that game's even. Your, your game of the day. Uh, I'll, yeah, 
now. You can say the Vikings. <laughs> I just don't know if there's a better better choice. I guess I'll say Sunday Night Football. I'm not sure there's a better choice either, for what it's worth. Um, your sleeper game. Sleeper game, I am going to say... Oh, man, there's really not a good one. I guess Steelers-Broncos. Broncos, I think, could keep it close at home. They play a lot of close games. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, my, my upset special is uh, is uh, Giants over Philly. I, I think Philly's going to be one of the worst the year after a Super Bowl win teams in in history. I think I, I think they could lose out and end up like four and twelve, five and eleven, something like that. Yeah, I think they'll be up there. I was going to say that one, but now that you picked it, and now that I'm looking at some of the, the lines, I'm going to take the Browns in Cincinnati. The Bengals are a bad team right now. I'll take the Browns to win on the road. I love how Marvin Lewis hired Hugh Jackson. That's just like, those things only happen in sports. Just wait till Hugh Jackson replaces him in the office. Yeah, something like that. Um, there's no golf today, but if there was, what's your game to watch golf during? Uh, well, there's a couple. There, yeah, there's several choices. Um, I'll say the uh, you know, Jaguars-Bills. Those are just two terrible offenses. 49ers-Bucks. Uh, Ruben Foster gets arrested for domestic violence last night and immediately gets cut, and it happened at the team hotel. That's just not a good okay. sign for anybody involved. Bucks win that game. And uh, your survivor game, and I hate to go against my own team, but yeah, the Jets. So the Pats is, is the survivor team. Yes, that would be a popular pick as well. I'll, but to, to differ, I'll say the Chargers at home against Arizona. Why do you always want to differ with me? Uh, just get more, more picks in there. So, uh, are we in agreement that I'm making my ESPN Radio debut tomorrow? Sure. Okay, I've never appeared on an ESPN Radio affiliate. Look on Twitter, you'll see when I'm uh, coming on the show. Luke, thank you and enjoy your football Sunday. Likewise. And enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.